0: hey there welcome back to the path to Zion podcast where we are rediscovering the ancient way thank you for riding along with us today I am driving out to work on a beautiful Thursday morning hopefully all is well in your world busy 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 here but man what a what a way to start our day I've got some prayer behind me I've got some some study I've got some writing before heading out to work We've got to become a people who rightly organize our day. I will be front and center to say I still lack disciplines and Rightful responsibility of all the things I'm called to do and to be and to fulfill to accomplish in my life Um, I, I was talking to a guy the other night and I don't remember how we landed there, but he said something he was about my age. He was 50, I believe. And he was saying, you know, I just thought I'd have more of these things worked out by now. <laughs> I kind of thought I'd be further along than I am. And isn't that all of our stories? Even in our, in our positions of, of contentment, thankfulness, maturity. Man, I would think if we're honest, every one of us would be like, man, I could be doing so much more when we look back of course i could have done so much more and so that should help propel us today in the here and now to what study to show ourselves approved pray without ceasing without stopping without breaking being careful to make sure we're not dividing our lives up into different compartmentalized components where, well, this is my spiritual life, and this is just my real-world life. And they don't intersect. And, And our spirit life, if you will, our spiritual living doesn't really make its way into our everyday mundane things. That was never, I don't believe, I don't believe that's the intention of what god had in mind for the christ man listen today i want to get to something quickly i'm going to be speaking tonight um if you're in our area every first and third thursday um if you don't know already we meet at a small hundred year old church across the street from our house and i teach for just a few minutes you know 90 minutes or so (laughs) oh just kidding i could now but (laughs) i oh my how in the world do pastors today how in the world do pastors and preachers preach 20-minute sermons every Sunday maybe twice a week how in the world do they do it I don't understand how in the world do you have an audience for at the most twice a week some places still have Sunday evening services I'm sure but as far as just normal gatherings, especially in this hour, how in the world does any pastor, leader, preacher, evangelist, teacher limit what what is to be said to 20 minutes or less? Oh man, I could go down that road all day long. But we won't because that's not the topic at hand. So as I'm saying, tonight I'll be sharing... On this topic in much greater measure with many more verses in it that's the present day plan Um, but I just felt like highlighting something this morning for a podcast uh, specifically today to round out our week man Sukkot starts tomorrow at sundown tabernacles holy cow do you know this I mean are you doing anything to honor and observe the feasts of the Lord that that we're told are for all generations in Yahweh God to to observe and to keep and to celebrate oh man we're oh gosh I hope so I hope you are I hope you're doing something to observe and to honor and to glorify the the Yahweh God Elohim of Elohim's the God of Israel <laughs> starts tomorrow night man runs all week long please do something if you don't know what to do email me message me on Facebook and ask what is this about what is this ask questions questions are good you know questions are healthy questions help all of us to arrive at a position on any matter that we are not yet within we must be a people who ask questions it's okay I know you're not supposed to do that in church but The church was meant to ask questions and to be told things that they do not yet know. And so primarily for a few moments, I wanted to talk out of Psalm 4, verse 3. Psalm chapter 4, verse 3. Know that the Lord, Adonai, has set apart the godly man for himself. The Lord hears when I call to him. So, obviously, on the program, we've been talking a lot about the high priest reality. We've been talking about um, Yom Kippur. Um, we've been talking a lot about what there is for us to do on the other side of, of salvation. On the other side of our regeneration. Once we are in Messiah, well, what then? The, the majority church, Christian American church for sure, has really forgotten the the what now (laughs) Uh, post salvation journey as I always say on here the culmination of much of the church the whole entire goal is simply to quote get you saved (laughs) if we can just get people saved mission accomplished high-five but friends that's not the goal that's not the epitome and the the pinnacle of what we're to do Let, let let's just keep it simple there is no pinnacle there is no peak there is no goal and mark that we can attain it is a lifelong endeavor of as we talked about in the series that um, we just did the other day talking about Yom Kippur and the priestly call for those in Messiah go and find that on YouTube it's three parts 30 minutes each and it's even in on YouTube in um, a playlist. One, two, three, in order, simple. You push one button and all three will play. Or, of course, it's at pathazion.com. I would encourage you to listen to that if you haven't, because the main crux of the question I pose within that teaching is how in the world can a New Testament church understand what the royal priesthood is if we don't rightfully understand what the first priesthood was? How can I understand Yeshua, Messiah, Jesus, the Christ, being the great high priest if I don't know what the high priest did in Leviticus? How can I be a royal priesthood, myself a priest in my own home or in any other place for that matter? How can I fulfill a priestly role if I don't understand the priestly role that preceded us? We can't. So we talked a lot about that and thereby we talked um, according to what we must do. To what? To be clean. To be pure. I've thought so much on this the last two days since I recorded that series. I could have done five more parts. (laughs) Just elaborating on the understanding of the what then. The what now. We are saved, regenerated, move from darkness to light. All these ways we could explain the, the born again experience. If we're born again, born of the water and, and, and born of the spirit, we have entered the kingdom. Well, but what then? Unto what purposes? Unto what activity? That's what I'm always just fascinated with talking about. Okay, that's great, but what now? Little Susie made a decision for Jesus and got baptized, but what now? Well, she's in the Sunday school class. And if she's, you know, 20 or older, she took the new membership class, Joel. And if she's a grown man, he's in the discipleship. um, What do you call it? Ah, I can't think of it. Accountability group. Well, but but what do we do? (laughs) Who are we? How in the world do we learn who we have become in Messiah? And more importantly, first and foremost, how do we unlearn all of the former habits, ways, lust, carnality, and natural tendencies that we were just put in the grave with that still want to come back? Why? Because we're humanity in a habitual pattern of life. So as we're always talking about here on the program, the what what now? What do we do? Well, if, with some of these things behind us, for the sake of time, and, and that was not my intent today, is to to unearth that, we talk about it with regularity, it's nothing new. But in Psalm chapter 4, verse 3, we're told to know that the Lord has set apart the godly man for himself. And, and the reason I'm bringing this up today specifically is because we've been talking about how we ourselves set ourselves apart. And that's that's the meat of the message that I'm hoping to share tonight that I will probably record in its entirety um, in upcoming days to make it on here. And so if we are to be found godly, what does that even mean? What does it mean to be godly? Obviously, this is not mere morality, it's not just a good Christian man or a, or a good little model Christian family. No, we're not talking about that. We have to be clear with, with what we're even reading. We can't read the word godly as a criteria. <laughs> this word godly here is used as a criteria. And so if we just by presumption assume that we know what godly means, we may be entirely wrong or we just don't know, we don't really think about it, we just read it and keep moving. But this godly in the Hebrew is Hasid. It's spelled kind of funny. The only reason I know how to pronounce it is because I listened to it this morning. I know the the basic structure of Hebrew because we talk it, talk about it a lot in our house. But this this ha, Hasid. <laughs> saintly, kind, faithful, pious, merciful one. Okay, so these, these godly people will be set apart by Yahweh Elohim. Do you understand what this says? (laughs) Because we can set ourselves apart, yes and amen, all day long. That's the other part of the message that we'll just have to get to at another time. I'm driving right now. I can't go through my notes line by line but this godly is someone who has attributes that define one in the side of God now as being one that he wants to set apart do you want set apart by the creator I mean think about that I mean I could say think about that 50 times until we hopefully do I mean, really put on your thinking caps, if you will. Your ability to ponder and meditate on what we're reading. And think about the creator of the entire universe. The heavens, the earth, everything above, beneath, and in between. He will set apart these godly ones for himself set apart here is, is very good and, and we again we talk about that all the time it's pala, wonderfully marvelous distinctly different and distinguished and this is my favorite one of this um, pala set apart severed man I used this imagery this morning with my son at, at breakfast we were doing this is our whiteboard teaching verse for the day and I picked up irrelevant let's just say I picked up a pen and I crack it in two let's just say a pencil for imagery's sake (laughs) I pick up a pencil and I crack it in two pieces well I take what was once together and I sever it and I make two distinct parts there's one here and there's one there they're no longer one unit they are what distinguishable There's one here and there's one there. They're no longer the same piece. They're no longer of the same one uh, pencil. They're distinguished. And and this goes so much further than that. Then paint one red and one black. Make one full of light and and put one in a bucket of water. how, How many... Examples could we do, just to make a point? They're distinctly different now. They're severed. They're distinguished by God now, by God himself. And like, man, I'm telling you, I can feel this bubbling up in my spirit all the way down to my toes. This is the fullness of the called-out reality. This is the fullness, the greater of the called-out assembly, right? The ecclesia, of Messiah and this is what I've been saying the last several episodes as I as I always pepper everything that we talk about here with keeping Sabbath and feasts and how all of these things from Genesis to Revelation from the from the very first letter to the very last every single thing is this is is just inundated with continuity It's all interwoven. There there can be no divorce or separation of it whatsoever because the called out ones in Acts, the New Testament church, is the same church that has always been. And it's the called out ones keeping the called out Sabbath and festival of the Lord, the feasts of the Lord. We don't even have time to say how, point out yet again how Paul was keeping the feasts. He did all these things that, man, we've just, we've not known Paul. Paul is a is a deep, deep well, and I myself have not known him rightly. You know, everything he was saying, he's been so misunderstood. If he can see it from where he's seated in paradise, oh man, Lord help him. Hopefully he he can handle being misunderstood better than me. (laughs) Moving on. So this is not casual happenstance merely because we're good, moral, Christian-American people. It's a deliberate, action-based, come-out-from-among-them call for us to do and to make sure we are. And then when we do that, can we not say that then we become these godly ones. And then Yahweh God himself says, you know what? Pala, I'm calling you wonderfully marvelous. I'm calling you distinctly different. I'm going to call you distinguished. Me! <laughs> He's going to call us, if in fact we are godly, distinguished. Distinctly different. And he will see us and call us out as severed from the ways of the world. Why? So that we can be awesome? So that we can be elevated? So that we can be, hey, look at me, I'm not like you. I'm saying that with a cheesy smile. I'm not like you, friend. I'll pray for you. No. It's for himself. We literally, this is how we become his possession. This is how we become his dwelling place, which of course we've been talking about in great measure as of late. How in the world do we become a living sacrifice temple that is pleasing unto the Lord and that he looks at us and says, I want to dwell right there. Holy cow, I want that man, that woman to be my abode. Incredible. So the Lord has set apart the godly man for himself. For himself. So how will we do this today? How will we be found godly? How will we be found, found as these ones who God looks at and calls out and sets apart and severs from from? what was formerly our condition and the patterns of the world that we live within and under and says, you know what? This one's mine. He's marked. Oh, man. Oh, geez, Here we are. End of the age. The mark. The seal. I'm just going to put this out here. You do with it what you want. What if the mark and the seal are the called out set apart ecclesia of Messiah keeping the called out separate feast of the Lord and Sabbath. Chew on that, won't you? We talk about that a ton in circles that we move in right now with our friends and brothers and sisters in Messiah. We talk about that to no end. What if? What if that's the signifier? What, is, what if that is the mark? Don't even get me started on like, we can do all these things to come out and be separate and distinct, but man, what in the world is a greater signifier than what it's always been? How did people know who were the people of God? How did, how were people known by being God's set-apart, distinct people? Because you had all these nations, all these people groups, and then we'll bring this to a close, with pagan, idolatrous ways, their own festivals, their own traditions, their own hand-fashioned gods and Asherah poles, soothsayers traditions, traditions well what marked the people of God? people who kept feasts and Sabbath people who said you know what I've got one, one set of commands I'm following and it's Yahweh Elohim and I don't much care about yours you go ahead, go ahead that's fine, that's your choice but there's no mixing here there's no dabbling in a little bit of this and dabbling in a little bit of that. Man, I want to be godly. I want to be holy. I want to be pleasing in the sight of, of Yahweh, and let guess what? He's told us how. He's told me what's an animal to eat, and He's told me what's an animal to not eat. He's told me what pleases Him. He's told me how this works, because He's good. Because He's made this attainable for me. And then he came as a man to completely identify with me because me, like everybody else before me and everyone else right now and everyone else that comes after me are bent on evil. Our thoughts are continually towards evil. Humanity is fallen and needed redeemed. So he sent himself in the form of a man to perfectly live out what? The commands of the Father, the ways of the Father. He only spoke what he heard the Father say, and he only did what the Father was doing. He lived perfectly according to the Torah and all the laws of the Father. Perfectly suffering servant, executing every single thing on behalf of the Father to please him. which birthed and created a door, a gate, a way for me, a Gentile, loser of a man on the outside with no hope of being the people of God, guess what? He purchased me. He redeemed me. He gave me a way in to know the Father and to even be a living sacrifice. And then He left. He ascended and Holy Spirit came and empowers me to what? to what? to walk in the pattern of the son and perfectly execute every single command law intent and instruction of the father just like the son otherwise we're a lawless people the church is lawless and the world are lawless synonymous in most every way Ah, don't tell me laws don't tell me what to do I'm free in Jesus we've heard it our whole lives grace 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 we're free in Jesus don't you dare put law on me well friends what are you governed by then how do you define being godly how do we define biblical holiness you do what the king says you do what the king says in humility and you know your place and you do not rise up in any way to say, no, 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 no. No, we don't do that now. We live according to the Son now as if the Son opposed the Father. Did, did Jesus, did Christian American Jesus oppose the ways and commands and laws of his Father? He said, I come to fulfill to perfection. And how I'm always saying, and even exalt to your heart level, first and foremost, friend, the laws of the King of all kings. So friends, how in the world do you, do I, live out as godly ones where Yahweh God Himself looks upon us and says, you know what? I'm going to call this one distinguished and distinctly different it's incredible for himself for himself he makes us his possession it's beautiful and listen this isn't even one entire verse this is half of a verse that we're talking about the word of god is incredible it is a light unto our path and a lamp unto our feet. And man, if that's not a real life, day-to-day, moment-by-moment experience for us, we're missing the mark of its purpose for our lives. You're listening to the path, of Z- path to Zion podcast. What are you listening to? We're Rediscovering the Ancient Way. Find us online at pathtozion.com. Go to YouTube. Man, if you've not watched, which is just listening... You can listen to the audio for the um, Yom Kippur High Priest function for those in Messiah series. It's three 30 minute parts. Please listen to that. I would beg and plead if you would allow me to please say, please listen to that. And if you believe that there's anything in it that the Lord is saying to the church of 2020, would you share it? Please share these things with anyone that might glean one little drop of anything that's true within the the endless minutes of my gibberish, so that we can become a people who live on earth as it is in heaven. Send us an email, Path Design Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. This is the Pat Design Podcast. Amen.